last week, we revisited mindset from episode number 100. This week, we are doing another revisit episode. This time, it's about online self-promotion. Because the fact of the matter is, once you have it in your mind that you are going to be successful online, you need to start self-promotion. And I don't want it to feel icky. So that's what we have for you today here on the Music Teachers Expand Online Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 283 of the Music Teachers Expand Online Podcast. As I said in the intro, we are revisiting an episode from 2020 again this week. I hope you enjoy, and as with last week, I have gone through and re-edited so that this content was pertinent to now, here in the middle of 2023. As this episode is from 2020, you will notice that some of the examples that I use are not directly related to music education because back then I was making this podcast for visual artists and performing artists as well as musicians and music teachers. Bear with me though, I know the content is just as relevant to you today as it was back then. Enjoy and I look forward to your feedback. When you think of self-promotion, I'm sure you're thinking about it as a bad thing. Things like shouting your accolades from the rooftops and sharing every awesome little nugget that happens to you across all of social media. And about newsletters that have nothing of value to the reader and are only written to prop up the writer or their business. Yuck. That's self-promotion described to a T. But we need to get over that definition and find a way to authentically share ourselves, our missions, our programs, and our offers. And who better than you to share about all that? Well, of course, you are the absolute best person to advocate online for your business because you know what you do best. So that's really what we want to talk about here. How do we stay away from the ick and showcase ourselves and our business ventures in the best possible light? I am going to share three scenarios and both the ick and yay methods to share this online. First, let's say that a visual artist just sold a painting for the highest dollar amount they have ever sold a painting for. They are absolutely over the moon thrilled and go to Instagram to share the news and hopefully to drum up additional interest in their other works. Now, this is the ick way. Using a still image of the painting as the post image, they start the caption with the word sold, all in caps with asterisks on either side of the word. Then for finesse, add a few ellipses, which make people open the caption and to try and trigger the Instagram algorithm to prove that they are awesome. So we've got sold, then we've got a bunch of little dots. And then once the scroll has gone on long enough, this artist has the audacity to share that they could never have imagined selling a painting for so much, but that the buyer totally knew the value of their work and paid top dollar. Then we're not done. This artist then goes on to laboriously explain where the inspiration for the painting came from, how long it took, and how it turned out better than they could have ever imagined, and that they 
put a price tag on there to show how amazingly talented they are. And I'm not even stopping there. They go on and use about 60 hashtags to try to get into as many feeds as possible. Oh my God, ick. That is about the worst in self-promotion. And that's why I started with this example. But let's flip this around and let's say that you are that artist and your heart is bursting with joy at having just sold your most treasured piece of work to date. Using that feeling as fuel, you go onto Instagram to share about this amazing thing that just happened in your business. To start, you decide that you want to share five images of the painting. The first, or cover image, is the final piece of work, nicely positioned against a slightly off-white wall with lots of natural light highlighting the painting in all the right ways. The slider images are the piece as it was being worked on, and an image of your paint palette and smock with the painting in the background when the project was just about complete. You're painting the portrait of this piece of work within those images. When it comes to the caption, the beginning of it is how you're sharing about the amazing client who purchased your painting. That is, of course, if they didn't want to remain anonymous and sharing where in their home they are going to be hanging it, like over the living room mantle or in their upstairs hallway. You promise to share a picture of it hung within your stories once they share it with you so that you are now circling people back so that they start checking out your stories. You then go on to say how your buyer found your art website through a specific hashtag that you use regularly. Of course, you're using that hashtag in the post. From there, you're going to pivot your caption to state that you've got your art website linked up in your bio and that you're available for consultations and commissions and they just need to contact you via DM. Finally, you wrap up the post with an additional six to eight hashtags that complement the painting. Now, it's not even close who is going to get the next commission piece. Surely that second version of self-promotion is where we want to be. The fact is, though, that they are both self-promotion. They are talking about what you do, who you do it for, and the message your work contains. It's all about the language and the feelings that you can evoke. Let's now use an example of a guitar teacher who is opening up his online classes for the very first time. He has spent weeks building out programs that are high quality and in line with what his in-studio students are receiving in their lessons. Everything inside the classes is well thought through and flushed out. It is actually really ready for hundreds of students to enroll. And the doors are finally opening. It's time to let the world know that these are the best guitar lessons on the internet. He decides to use Facebook for the first round of promotion. Here's the icky way. He decides to use a video upload with text. The video is of himself playing the quote unquote final project from the intermediate class that he is offering. He talks over the instrumentals, sharing that the online classes are now available for enrollment, and he also has the online class website as an overlay on the video, so it's easy for people to hear and see what is going on. 
The video is super high quality. It is on par with demo videos that professional musicians use. In conjunction with the video, in the description, he shares how he realized that now was the time to open an online school for teaching guitar and that his wait list has 200 people on it. They are from beginners to advanced. He continues the post with a testimonial from a past student and wraps things up with, why wouldn't you want to try and learn guitar from me? Oh. And his post is the exact same thing in three or five different Facebook groups. Ick, ick, ick. No, thank you. All day long. No, thank you. Now, let's say that you were that guitar teacher and it's time for you to open enrollment in your online programs. You decide the best way to showcase the opportunity of learning guitar from you online is to host a webinar and you promote the webinar inside Facebook groups all groups that are conducive to this type of promotion. They are people that you have fostered relationship and they know who you are. Or a lot of people inside those groups already know who you are and already know something about you just because you have been sharing inside those groups and provided your valuable insight and feedback. So you title your webinar, Getting Started with Online Guitar Classes, A Primer. You're going to use several different Facebook posts because you know that the message will be received by students at a variety of levels. The images that you use are images that you have created for inside your classes. You'll take one from a beginner class, one from an intermediate class, maybe one from an advanced class. These could be screenshots from the lesson or actual images that you have created specifically inside your course. And the description on those images might be about positioning the student to be ready for online lessons. Another might be what you have observed from students who are ready versus students who just show up. And another is about the benefits to both student and instructor in the online class model. And when it comes to the webinar, you teach. You teach from your heart, all about setting up the proper learning environment, from the lighting to the position of the computer and the webcam, to the audio benefits of different spaces in the home. And you make a ton of suggestions on ways to improve the class time experience for your students, from setting expectations with other members of their household, to improving the acoustics in unusual rooms. A short portion of the webinar is going to go into your experience and credentials, but the vast majority is all about setting you up to give, give, give to these potential students. And only at the end, you're going to share about your different classes and that they are open for enrollment. Some may say that this second example here of the guitar lessons is not self-promotion. But my take is that because you're putting yourself out into the public and sharing an offer that you have, then you are promoting yourself. And therefore, it's self-promotion. It's just the way we phrase things and the way that we create a story and an experience around it. One more example, and then we will wrap things up. This final example is an online painting workshop. The proprietor of a paint and sip studio has decided to start teaching two-hour paint and sip virtual workshops. She takes care of everything for the students, 
except the wine. She is requiring all of her participants to live in the continental United States so that she can ship the supplies at a flat rate. And she also requires the students to have the right space to do the painting project. Enrollment in the workshop ends eight days before the workshop actually takes place in order to get those supplies there on time. She does recommend that they have an easel or an alternative so that the canvas can remain upright rather than on a flat surface. That's another reason why enrollment ends eight days prior so that there is time to buy the easel if that is necessary or to fabricate something as it makes sense. Now, that seems all well and good. So where's the ick? The ick comes down to the way that the promotion actually takes place. The proprietor goes live on Instagram to share about her virtual paint and sip workshop. She talks all about how much she enjoys the paint and sip events that they host in their studio and wants to make it available to more people around the country. She then describes how she comes up with the image that is going to be used in the workshop and finally discusses how she became a better artist by teaching amateurs how to paint in a casual classroom environment like these paint and sip classes. Then from there, she invites enrollment. Each day leading up to that magic eight days prior, she takes her favorite snippets of her talking about the workshop and posts them back to her IG feed, which continues to drive people back through to the full video. The fundamental problem with this promotion is that it is not showcasing the workshop attendee and what they experience. It's just me marketing. So yeah, ick. Let's turn it around and make this workshop something that everyone is going to want to sign up for. We are again going to use Instagram Live for this promotion. In the live video, you discuss the joy your paint and sip patrons get when they are guided to create their work and how you've been able to replicate the studio feeling online in group live workshops. You share the unbox experience that your participants will have when the supplies for the workshop arrive at their homes and how to prepare their space to be successful for the workshop. You invite them into your space to show them what they will be seeing during their workshop and how to get the most out of the whole time together and not just the painting and that canvas. Then when it comes to the feed posts on the back end of the Instagram live, these are highlighting the participant experience. They're pulling out the sections about the unboxing and the studio tour and setting up a space in your home. The principal difference between these two paint and sip examples is the me marketing versus the we marketing. So let's wrap up this episode with how this topic is relevant to you, no matter what you're looking to promote online. First, your marketing and promotions are always going to be more effective when they share a story and bring the viewer or reader into the fold. Second, avoid talking about yourself and err on the side of giving away too much in these promotions. We want to have our cold traffic want more from us. And the best way to do that is to give them something enticing. And third, we need to be our biggest advocates online. So your credentials and accolades do not need to be hidden. They just need to be tastefully shared. Great places to do this is in your social media bio and your website, not within the social posts themselves. I sincerely hope that you are excited about sharing your offers and opportunities online in a way that aligns with your values and invites your future students 
customers and clients into the conversation. And there we have it. That episode from 2020 is just as relevant today. I would love your feedback on this episode. I've got my Instagram and Facebook and Zoom links, which is callwithjamie.com, linked up in the show notes, and I will have a brand new episode for you again next week.